Hey guys, welcome back. We are that Punjabi couple. Today we are going to be talking about New Year's. The fact that it's uh, the New Year's coming up literally. New decade, really. Today is the eve of New Year's Eve. We're a day away from New Year's Eve. And I'm planning to record, well, recording it right now, and edit, publish it tomorrow on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So it's a good way for us to. This video is a good way for us to, to recap uh, the decade. Yeah, and, and to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2020. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, I want to talk about a sponsor, which is... Turban and Beard. Turbanandbeard.com is the place to find all your different colours of For example, today I'm wearing this beautiful rustic... Uh, rustic or rust? rust? It's like a rust colour, yeah. Yeah, rustic not, is a different... R- rustic's different. That's yeah. like an adjective. Yeah, so rust colour. You can find... this. I love this colour. You can find all different colours of the rainbow from turbanandbeard.com. They have really vibrant, colourful bugger. The quality of the material is really, really good. Why do you want to go to Southwell Broadway anyway and... You know, I don't know. It's, everything's online, and they are definitely in the you know the forefront of of that movement of selling bugger online and transitioning into the online uh, e-commerce world. And customer service is amazing. Not only do they sell bugger, but they also sell beard oils. They sell different accessories like pins for your, for your suit, like lapel pins and stuff like that. So definitely check out Turban and Beard. I've got twenty different bugger, all different colors, and I keep getting so many compliments. Turban and Beard is where I get them. So. Let's get straight to the podcast. Today, what do you want to talk about first? So I think we should talk about the good stuff, obviously. It's always a good start. Are we going to recap first in 2019 or are we going to go into Um, 2020? We can recap 2019 first. Kind of talk about the big points, kind of, you know, things that happened really, really well throughout the year. What do you you think happened to you that was really good in 2019? For me, 2019, I don't think anything happened... Well, your Malaysia trip, you like? Yeah, I think the, my Malaysia trip was probably the, the biggest highlight in terms of like something actually happening. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, 2019 was more of a stepping stone uh, in in a number of ways. It was a stepping stone in our relationship because we had already been engaged. We both we had our yeah. rocker and our in and I proposed to you in 2018. Yeah. So 2019 was more of like building on our engagement yeah. on our relationship in that sense, getting ready for. Yeah. 2020 which would be the year of our wedding mm-hmm. so mentally preparing of that mentally preparing like becoming transitioning from boyfriend to fiance to husband yeah uh, more of a 2019 for me was more self-development because i changed externally as you can see like i used to trim my beard and now i'm growing my beard out so i'm trying to get back in touch with my faith trying to get in touch with uh, practicing my faith a lot more Internal, internally as well, I think I've grown trying to, uh, again, spiritually just excel. So I'd say those are the, the, the main things. And again, like the main thing that happened for me was my Malaysia trip. Mm. My career has sort of been the same. I think, I think the, the thing that I said to myself in 2019 was I really want to get onto YouTube. So 2019 was a good year where we built building the foundations, isn't it? Yeah. Because I've, I've made a lot of changes on YouTube. Mm. First, the channel was just about me. And then even then it was changing a lot. I tried different things like gaming and fashion. And and for the longest time I said to you, let's try this couples thing. And, you know, we finally decided to do it. And it's, it's something I enjoy. And, yeah. you know, you enjoy it. It's something that we yeah. can see ourselves doing. And even then it's changing, even now. Like we were doing like more just sitting in the car, you know, just with my DJI Osmo Action. And now we've got a proper setup and we're doing an actual podcast. Yeah. So. I mean, I agree. I think that's also was one of the main things for me was to start the channel with you. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, yeah, my, my year's been pretty, like, even in terms of, like, anything happening. Nothing too exciting. I mean, I went to Paris with my friend, and that was cool. 
But um, in terms of our relationship, just seeing it grow, um, learning from our mistakes, um, you know, any arguments or fights that we had throughout the year, you know, just growing from that. Um, yeah. Learning more about each other as well. Yeah. I think after our engagement, we really sort of got more in depth into our, you know, into who we are as people. Um, yeah, before it could, it was kind of, um, everything happened so fast, like the whole being the girlfriend and then the fiance was so like close together. Yeah. That it was all a bit of a blur. But now we had this entire year to actually get to know our likes and dislikes even more. Yeah. And I think that really, really uh, strengthened our relationship. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. So I learned a lot about ourselves. So. Did you have any, did you have any New Year's resolutions for 2019? Um, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I think oh. if I want to make a change in my life. No, that's not what this really, this video is about, is it? It's just about recapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I think if I want to do something, I just do it whenever. Yeah. You know. Um, but in terms of looking forward to things, really looking forward to getting married in 2020. That's yeah. going to be really good. Um, the wedding itself, as well as the honeymoon, being able to travel with you, I think it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, but what are you looking forward to the most? Traveling or like the actual wedding itself? I think as much as I, I'm looking forward to getting married to you <laughs> and you know having the wedding day. And I think the wedding day is going to be beautiful because we're going to get married in such an amazing, beautiful Gurdwara. Yeah. It's going to be in the summer, so touch wood. I mean, we're, li we're living in England, so I don't know about the weather, but yeah. hopefully the weather's going to be decent. And I think we're going to have a nice, elegant wedding. So I'm looking forward to that. But what I'm most mostly looking forward to, what I'm looking forward to the most by far, without a doubt, is traveling with you. Um, because the place that we're going to, are we going to like disclose where we're going for our honeymoon? Are we no, gonna... we're not going to disclose where we're going for our honeymoon. Okay, but I think... Um, yeah. I think we, you guys will find out once we blog it anyway. Should we, should we let them know the continent at least? The continent? Yeah. The continent is going to be Southeast Asia. Yeah, okay, so we're going to be in that part of the world. Yeah. It's going to be very tropical and it's going to be very different to what we're it's pretty, accustomed it's like to. It's pretty, it's, it's a giveaway. Like yeah, a, like yeah. A lot of couples go to this destination for their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that place yeah. the most for a number of reasons. Number one, I get to travel with you. Mm. So that's going to be a whole fun new adventure. Number two is just that place I really want to go there. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to be fun, you know, getting get, finally getting to just wind down, being in a really tropical country. There's going to be forests and beaches and, you know, so it's many a good, things yeah, to it's, do. It's a good location. Yeah. Um, and we're going for two weeks. And we're going for two weeks, which is a really good time to explore. Yeah. And they hooked me up. So some hotels have hooked me up with free stay. We're, we're going to be staying all over the, in different parts of that that country or island i don't know what it is i'm guessing it's an island island i think yeah so um i don't know if it's its own like state i don't know anyway we're, i'm digressing but i'm looking forward to that the most i think with weddings because i've worked in the wedding industry i know weddings inside and out so i don't feel nervous i know what i'm doing mm. and i know that i think couples over tend to overthink things yeah um for me as long as you know what to do during the lava you know when to get up you know what to do mm. um then you have nothing to worry about yeah. Uh, I feel like most couples these days they don't understand the lava so they don't know because I understand it and because I've been to so many weddings I sort of know it inside out yeah. what, are you nervous about the wedding? I'm only nervous because I'm the kind of person like wants it to be perfect day you know yeah. wants everything to run smoothly which it hopefully will but there's so many there's so much pressure for that day to be perfect that your expectations are so high and that if any little thing goes wrong that's it like I feel like the entire day will be ruined See, that's, that's what I'm afraid of so your expectations are, are are they high? Of course, they're See, going to be high. It's your wedding day, isn't it? I'm, I, don't, I don't. I I find it having low expectations for your wedding day is kind of sad, in a way. See, for me, 
my expectations aren't like high in the sense that um, it's going to be this crazy next level, like, you know, ad adventurous, that, that big fat Punjabi wedding. Mm. For me, it's not going to be that. I don't I, even, yeah, I don't even want that, to be honest. I yeah. just want the day to run smoothly. I think it will. I think everything, yeah. for me, my expectations are the wedding's going to be nice and elegant. Yeah. Which doesn't take a lot of planning to be elegant. You know, yeah, it's just, it, the, the, I'm, we're so fortunate that the Gurdwara that we've booked is so beautiful. Um, and the, hopefully, you know, touch with the weather's going to be good. So, yeah, I feel like there's, there's not much variables there. Um, we've cancelled the reception. We've got, we're not doing the party anymore. Yeah. So that was a big, big headache. It was a big choice. There's an eyelash coming. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. So, so the the reception thing, um, that was proving to be a, a lot. Of, that was proving to add a lot of pressure, stress, um, headache. Just yeah. you know, there's so many different variables when it comes to adding the reception because we had to rush to the reception. You have got to think about catering, like the food. Yeah. You know, bookings. You know, more photographers and. It was you know, it was a big decision for us to cancel the reception. Yeah. Um, it was a big decision, both our families' part as well. We thought about it a lot, and just in the end, we thought instead of uh, you know focusing so much on the party, you know why not spend that extra time just running, um, <clears throat> having the rest of the day run more smoothly yeah. and slower and at a slower pace. Yeah. I feel like if it's at a slower pace, we'll be able to enjoy just the time with our family and friends and just each other as well. Hundred percent. Like logistically, because again, I've worked in the wedding industry for so long. And logistically, when I looked at how the wedding was planning out to be, I know something was bound to go wrong. If we had done the reception, we would have been super late. Or we would have had to sacrifice something. Either we would have turned up late for the reception, or we would have cut our photo shoot time really short mm. and a video shoot, which for me, that was I'm not going to compromise that. I want my time for photos and videos because that's what we're keeping. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to, you got to please, you got to feed the guests. The guests mm. can't be hungry. So was that pressure as well, making sure that the guests are being fed. And we just thought, you know what, if we just do everything at the Gurdwara, everything's going to be nice and relaxed. Everyone can really enjoy the moment. Yeah. Instead of thinking about the thing that needs to be done or the place you need to go to next. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, the fact that, I mean, it's a beautiful Gurdwara in itself anyway. So it's like an entire venue in itself. Um, so we just thought, since we're getting married at such a beautiful Gurdwara, like having the party a little longer there anyway would be fine. Like well, not a party, like, yeah, London. Not a party, obviously. Yeah. You can't have a party at Gurdwara. <laughs> yeah, but we decided, uh, but yeah, we, I think we are going to get some sort of entertainment. We're in going the, to get entertainment and we're going to have the gonna... whole sense of like the food, the catering yeah. and the, the cake. So yeah. it's going to be like in a, like a reception anyway. But yeah. minus the alcohol and the Punjabi music and stuff, we're going to keep it classic. But just to clarify, the entertainment yeah. is just Indian classical music. Yeah, that's people, what I'm I don't know, some people are going to think that we hired a DJ. And, you know, no, we're not going to hire a DJ at the Gurdwara. But like Punjabi music. No, it's going to be, I think. It's, it's going to be classical Indian music, which yeah. is beautiful. I actually went to a wedding um, a couple of years ago where they had beautiful Indian classical music playing in the Langur Hall because that was where the reception was and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Yeah. So. You know, like a fine dining experience, really nice catering food. We we really want the food to be like exceptional. So yeah, the food's pretty important. And it it would end up being too expensive if we had like the lungard and then a reception. Yeah. But then you might as well just have a lungard, but making sure the food is top notch. The the catering food at at the lungard hall, um, in, in the gurdwara is like yeah top notch. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I, I'm not I'm not nervous about the wedding. I think because my ex expectations aren't like. I think I have realistic yeah. expectations about how it's going to run. As long as everyone's on time, as long as you're, you know, you're not late, which you shouldn't be. And 
think we should be fine. I'll try my best. I was, tr- I was trying to get hold of a Lamborghini for my entrance, mm. but it's not working out. So again, my expectations are getting a bit lowered. And I think I'm just going to have to stick to a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. But, oh, yeah. first world problems. Yep. Anyway, so moving on to some of the negative things. Well, not really negative, just like sort of like downside of this year. I wouldn't even say negative, to be honest. Mm. Um, for me personally, it was the passing of my grandma. Um, she passed away. Um, exactly a year ago, yesterday. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's my uh, grandma's one year passing anniversary yesterday, and that was quite a big thing for our family. It was the first um, death in my family that was quite close in relationship, in relation. So that that took a quite a big toll on me, um, in the entire family really. Um, here and there, you know, there was obviously when this a death happens in the family of such a major you know person like your grandparent or something like that it's going to cause family drama so there was a lot of that going on and uh, just dealing with that was kind of um stressful but it also showed me like you know who my true family is as well yeah. you know how you found out find out who your true family is after someone yeah. passes away um yeah i found out who my true family is who i can rely on who i can't rely on um and it kind of just opened my eyes actually to to my my to my family and the dynamics of the family yeah um, but yeah it, it's sad that it had to happen in such a negative way and it's such a sort of sad occasion yeah um, the thing is when when your grandmother passed away there's a lot of things that i said to you that actually happened right i said certain things were going to happen they did and that's because i experienced it already when like my uh, grandparents passed away i saw how certain things happened how family politics came into play mm. whether it comes to like I don't know, like uh, people pointing their finger at each other, regrets. Just everything, regrets, you know, things unsaid be, that come out all yeah, of a sudden. And... Because between siblings, like money and properties, and you know, just every, just any anything that you could think of that happens in a typical Asian family, yeah. it is you know that can of worm that opens there and then. It's like a, yeah, opening a can of worms. Yeah. To be honest. For me, it was interesting seeing how I predicted a lot of things happen only because of past experience. Mm. And the fact that it actually all played out how yeah, I said. It's so similar. It just goes to show that people were so pre- predictable in that sense. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to some things, you know, uh, like a death in the family. Mm. And I mean, yeah, it was it was an interesting, like, um, experience for me to to get to know some of you. I, I got to meet some of your family. Yeah. Even though it was, it was uh, such a bad time to meet them, uh, unfortunate time to meet them. But I still met them nonetheless and mm. got to really understand how you guys it got to it made me understand how you are and how strong you are as a person as well because you took it quite mm. well considering you really you, you know you lived with your grandmother for a few years I did, yeah. and uh, so yeah it definitely showed your character that's where, when you get to know what people are like you know in their tough times um i think yeah. i think for me the difficult thing about 2019 was adjusting with my mum's stroke mm. so I, I think she had a stroke in 2018 was it 2018 she had a stroke in 2018 yeah so yeah. 2019 was more like how we adjusted. It's been a huge change. She's she's a completely different person. Um, so it's changed our family a lot because obviously she's she's like the I'd say the glue of the family in a sense. You know, she's the mum. You know, you mm. can't beat that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's just dealing with that and coming to terms with a lot of things like she's getting older, and then you know mentally I'm coming to terms with that. You know, I'm a 28 year old man. I need to take on more responsibility, and you know, I need. Uh, it reminds me of like not only of my parents' mortality, but my mortality as well, and people around me. And then I'm thinking about the transition from being a boyfriend to fiance to a husband, mentally getting prepared to be a husband, and it's a lot. You know, preparing yeah. that I'm going to potentially be a father in the next few years. You know, and there's so many things that I'm thinking about now, and 
yeah, it's been a lot for me mentally. It's, I think 2019 for me has just been the transitional period, just mm. mentally preparing how I've obviously changed externally, getting in touch with Masiki, uh, getting in touch with spirituality internally as well, uh, mentally preparing, maturing, getting to know you on a deeper level and mm. and, and growing. I think we're, we're lucky in the sense that we're both still developing as human beings. Yeah. Usually the older you get, the more set in your ways you are, but I feel like we're still we're still very much developing. In yeah, everything in every way. Yeah, like I'm I'm always constantly changing, like when how my my perception of life and the world around me and the things that I want, and we're sort of growing more and more together in, yeah. into like one unit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think those are the two main like struggles, you know, struggles. dealing with my mum's mm. uh, stroke and you dealing with the impact of losing your grandmother and even yeah. like your grandfather. I think, uh, like, his health. Yeah, I mean, that... my granddad's health deteriorated quite rapidly um, after my grandmom passed away. So just kind of dealing with that and seeing him go through that as well is, is, is quite difficult. Um, yeah. And something that I have to have to deal with still to this day. Yeah. Um, but another thing that uh, we kind of struggled with but also overcame is just the amount of fights that we went through. Yeah. To be fair... I, I mean... Was... It's, I mean, the thing is, we didn't have many frequent frequent fights, but the fights that we did have were so big that they really sort of changed our ways going forward. You know what I mean? So they were kind of like changing our relationship as we went forward in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah. Like we learned a lot about each other. We learned of how we deal with, um, you know, conflict in our relationship and how we move forward from it. And we also learned about what our boundaries are. I think that's really important. That's one thing I think we definitely learned from each other is what are our boundaries? Um, what are we both comfortable with? What are we not comfortable with going forward, right? Yeah, I think looking back though, at the time our fights were so intense. Yeah. But looking back, I think it wasn't that Looking back, this so, so stupid, petty, so, so petty and so ridiculous. I think but... we're both just equally stubborn. Yeah. And we, in the moment we are. Yeah, we have <coughs> really strong... <laughs> <coughs> We have both have really strong personalities, I think. Yeah. So we sometimes butt head, we butt head all the time. Yeah. But it doesn't get in, it doesn't get in the way of our relationship. It doesn't. It's just in the moment. It's just in the moment. It's in the heat of the moment yeah. that we get over it like within minutes, probably, or if not, like a day. Yeah, I think we're just trying to deal. We're, we're twos. No, that's <laughs> the thing. This is the thing. Yeah. When it comes to nearly everything, we're like the same person. But when it comes to how we deal with with how we deal Certain with conflict, conflict is very different. Yeah, you're, you're closed very, off. Very, very different. Like when I deal with conflict, I'm very closed off. I'm, I don't want to speak to you. I'm super confrontational. Yeah, he's right in my face. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, she's trying to run away and have her space, the, and I'm like, nah, forget your space. Like I want to deal with this, like yeah, now. You that's, know? The, that's the most. That's been the diff- most difficult thing about our relationship. Really, yeah. it's just like dealing with how we, um, you know, get over conflict yeah. again. Um, I want to just like you know shut shut out shut him out completely. Don't want to talk to anybody, and yeah. he's just like in my face, texting and calling me. Let's deal with this now. Yeah, like we had a. But big... it's all, it's a good thing that he does that because then it minimizes my like lack of moving forward in the fight. Uh, does it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if what I do help because it, it, all it seems well, to do it, is if, annoy if you, you more. If you didn't call me, then I'd probably just like never call you again. Ever. Okay. And that's it. Okay, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what I mean. I feel like when you run away from the situation... No, no, no. Okay, the thing is... I feel I, like if I don't call you, then no, I'm never going to hear from true. you again. That's not true. See, look, we're going at it again. Anyway. The, 
Uh, anyway, let's, let's deal with it right now. So, what what do I do? Do I chase you constantly? Chase it's not you? A therapy do session. I give you space? What do I do? I think okay. I think you don't give me adequate space. Okay, so, um, do, like so what I did in Malaysia, I gave you space. Yeah. By the way, we had a huge fight when he was in Malaysia. Yeah, but then, and but then when I I gave you space, and then when I reached out to you, you were like, oh, I was gonna get, I was gonna talk. I was. I really, I, I actually okay. was. So basically, long but story he short, always gets to me before I can reach that point. Okay, look, long story short, we got into a fight, and I said to her, fine, I'll just chat to you when I come back from Malaysia, and this was like a few days into Malaysia, so I still had a week and a half in Malaysia, and then uh, like maybe like three days went by, and I got. I got really agitated because I missed you a lot and I wanted to, I wanted to sort this out because it was affecting me. Mm. And so then I, I even though I said to you, I'll just give you your space, I didn't wait for you to talk to me. It's been three days. I messaged you, mm. you know, on the third day. And then you were like, oh, I was going to message you anyway, Why but you, you messaged me so? first. Because, because you said that, but I don't know, would you really going to do that? I swear to God, I was going to message you okay. the next day. The next so the day after that. So I, I should have just waited another day. Yeah, you really should have. Okay. So, so going forward in 2020... Um, going forward in 2020, we don't have to worry about this because we've been living together. Yeah, yeah. I think these petty fights will be history. We've still got a few months Hopefully. of 2020 of not let's, being married. Let's just survive these next five months, yeah? We've, yeah, we've got a few months of not being married in 2020. So Let's, ha- just, let's just survive these five months. Let's not just get on each other's nerves. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think it was uh, the... Because well, we were away from each other. That's what it is. Is when we're away from each other, it's just our communication tends to. What is? I don't know. It just something happens. It just breaks down because you're. I don't know. It's, I, I the thing with me is I'm not a good communicator outside of being with someone face to face. Like my texting, I can't convey like my emotions. I can't keep up with texting or calling. Okay. Yeah, that's my problem. What's my and, problem? And that bothers you. What's, what's my? Do I have a problem? You don't really have. Oh, okay, cool. We got okay, it. No. We got it on record on the podcast. In the video, I don't have. It's not me. You're the issue, not me. Okay. Okay. So let's clear that That's up. That's not true, but okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have this clip, and you and, have issues as well. Like what? Like you're always in my face. Oh, that's because I'm here to to resolve an issue. Okay, cool. We Fine. have an issue. Fine. I want to resolve it. Cool. We've resolved it. Yes. Happily ever after. So looking looking forward to 2020. Do you, you know? You, I know you say you don't believe in resolutions, but is there something that you want to work on or develop on? 2020 personally um yes i want to do i want us to develop this channel into a full-time business yep and have other businesses with you as well yeah like something we can just create like our own company of things you know yeah we've got ideas ideas put, um, our, put our ideas into action yeah like th- this this channel this youtube channel and the podcast these are just stepping stones to the to what we really want to do um don't get me wrong we really want to do this i really really want to do this but um, there's also like things after this that I want to do to build upon this. Um, yeah, but what about personally? So forget business and yeah, money and career. Personally, is there something that you want to yeah. work on? Personally, I want to work on just becoming more religious, more spiritual. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've strengthened my spirituality slash being religious um, over the past few years, but I just want to get more into it, get more into Sikhi, um, prepare myself to take Umrah in the future. Whatever that may be, you know, even that if that means slowly sort of doing my bunny on a daily basis or um, stop stop cutting my hair or, you know, things like that. Just, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things like that. Just to sort of get on the right path, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, 2020 is going to be... 2019 was a good year for building the foundation. Again, externally, I've grown my beard. Internally, I'm starting to... I learned, I learned how to read Punjabi, learned how to read Gurbani. So now it's all about 
reading, having, forming that habit. 2020 is about forming the habit of doing daily nitnim. Uh, but not only just doing that ritualistically, but actually understanding what it means. Mm. That's like a big thing because yeah. there's a lot of other people out there that they could recite Panjabani off by heart, but they don't know what it means. Mm. And I'm sure there's some level of like, there's some level of uh, positivity that comes out of doing, like reciting Bani off by heart. But I think like, you need to understand what it is. So you I want to understand what you're reading. Yeah. yeah so I, I want to understand it. That's the, for me, that's more important than like, for me, in my opinion, then just reciting it off by heart. Um, and I really want to start clocking my Simran, just really just getting into the habit of doing Simran uh, to the point where, um, I've, this is the thing that about this year, I've managed to meet a lot of people spiritually that have progressed so much in, in doing their Simran. Um, and I've, I've been at that point where I've asked questions. I managed to ask questions and I've got a lot of answers now. And it's all about how that actually applying those practices so yeah, just clocking my simran, just doing a lot of simran. Um, from a career, career, I think yeah, um, the YouTube, podcast, setting up businesses, and uh, yeah, just just building on our, our our marriage basically. Trying to be make sure I'm I'm mentally prepared to be a good husband. When I become a husband, then be yeah, be a good husband. Yeah. Also, that would be something of a news resolution, I suppose. Not even a news resolution. I think it's more than that. It's to be um a good member of this family yeah not even not even a wife but just to fit in with the family and trying to be have that form that relationship with my mother and mother-in-law and my father-in-law and my brother-in-law yeah yeah and your dog pet dog-in-law oh god oscar yeah that's gonna, that's gonna be the most challenging thing you're you're the one that's gonna have to take him for daily walks no. uh monthly haircuts oh whatever you're picking up his uh poo you know um as if uh, wiping his bottom, you know, no. that kind of stuff. He's like a baby, you need to treat him like no, a baby. No, thanks. He's, yeah. he's already getting on my nerves. Yeah, he is. I, I don't like small dogs. Sorry, Oscar. Mm, okay. I don't. I don't like small dogs. They're so annoying. Yeah, he's kind of annoying. He's, he, okay, you have to admit he's annoying. Yeah, he's annoying. I'm used to it, though. I've been with him for five years. I'm used to it. Okay. Yeah, maybe I need to get him, like, snipped. I think that's the... That's, the... that's another video in itself. Yeah. So, have we talked about everything? Have we covered everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to our podcast. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Again, thank you for Turban and Beard for sponsoring this video. Check you guys. Check you guys. Catch you. Catch you guys. Catch you guys in the next one. In the next one. Goodbye. Okay, I think we're good. Yeah? Okay.